Welcome to Little Birdie TV. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined by Dogger Mike Caridi. We're going to talk US Open golf. How are you, Dogger? Excellent, mate. Looking forward to a very big major week. Birds are chirping up at Orange. Uh, Nick Tedeschi joins us, uh, fresh in his Masters apparel. Tell you what, you'd just be wearing that to K-Fry. There wouldn't be a place it, uh, or an establishment that wouldn't know that you've been the Masters in Orange, I would have thought. Well, there are many establishments I go to other than K-Fry, <laughs> Scooty, so they're certainly well aware there. Uh, no, up, look, up and about. You know, birds are chirping. I'm chirping. It's major work. Tell you what, there's been plenty happening. It feels like golf's on the front page or every page I sort of look, every third tweet is uh, all about live and PGA merger. Tell you what, wasn't on my bingo card, Dogger. I was similar thoughts to Cam Smith, really. Cam woke up, thought it was a joke. I think nearly everyone had the same sort of thing. It was like, is this April what? What's going on? Oh, mate. I uh, Yeah, I was saying we recorded our podcast last Tuesday night and then I went to bed quite late, woke up about 6 a.m. and heard the 3RW news here in Melbourne saying Live and PGA Tour have merged. And I'm like, nah, this bloke's thinking of a, something completely different. He's mucked that up. He's got no idea about golf. And I was shot out of bed and went to the went to Twitter and went, oh, there you go. New news. It's a great thing for golf. What do you think? What do you think, uh, Nick Tedeschi? Personal interest aside. I I I love it for a lot of reasons. I was always pretty pro the uh live tour just for uh seeing quality golf uh around the world, particularly Australia. We saw that in Adelaide. Uh look, I think the hypocrisy of, of the PGA tour certainly has shown up and I think they've got a lot of uh, ground to make up with uh you know, for a term that's been used around making players whole. I think it was possibly fast-forwarded a little bit by John Rahm. There's rumours going that John Rahm was on the verge of defecting after the US Open, so uh, that would have been would have been uh, a fairly big news. And very interestingly, uh, Jay Monaghan, coincidentally, uh, off-duty, gets sick. Uh, is he, he suffering a medical condition or uh, has he taken a bag, bag of cash and is going away quietly? We'll never hear from him again and... Uh, I get some puppets in place for him. So I think I think anyone on the PGA Tour side, and regardless of who you support, anyone who thinks the PGA Tour came out of this with equal powers is off their head. The, the, money, the money is where the power is, and the, yeah, a two-week since it's already been a show. Mm, little Birdie told me that uh, could be a, uh, a heart condition, so pretty serious um, health issue there. And the male, I think, is um, pretty spot on, so hopefully he recovers in all seriousness. But um yeah, I think uh, Rory's sort of eating his hat and he looks like uh, the sacrificial lamb, as he sort of said himself. But the Canadian Open was just a beauty, uh, a nice little entree, and it's sort of put Canada back on the map as well. The 70-foot putt to win from Nick Taylor, Rory's choke. It just seems to be a fait accompli. He sort of looked in contention, but uh, I woke up on Monday morning and where's Rory? Gone missing again. Um, and then the... Just when you thought all the action had happened, then the security guard body slams um, uh, Alex Hadwin. So, or sorry, Adam Hamber. So it's um, it was an absolute pisser, and, and I think the tongues are wagging. And I don't think golf's ever been so sexy or, or so hot leading into a major. This is what dreams are made of, Dogger. It is, yeah. Look, all the eyeballs doesn't hurt. Um, I'm probably not necessarily super aligned with top rope. I, I I don't know that the new world, whatever it looks like, which we don't know, I'm I'm not super confident Australia's going to get anything moving forward because that's just how it always seems to shake out. We always get the rough end of the stick. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's good to have more people watching. I think the best playing the best again is, can't be bad. Um, that's exactly what we want to see. I don't want to see an event where I've got to watch John Rahm one week and watch Cam Smith the next week. That, that doesn't work for me. So I think that more we can get these guys playing outside of majors, the better. I disagree with that. I think you can't ignore a success story like the Adelaide uh, 
live event. They, they can't snub it. I'd, I can't I'd be betting. The Saudis aren't spending $3 billion to make sure people in Adelaide can do shoeys, mate. I promise you. <laughs> They're not fussed about that. I, I agree that they, that we, they, the PGA Tour and them need to get together and figure out a way to take golf to the world. I'm just not going not gonna, to uh, not gonna buy in until I see it. Okay, the stage is set. Let's talk about uh, this week. Brooks is in the zone. He's um, he's chasing his sixth major. I tried to tell you boys on on the last show. I think I was the Lone Ranger and the only one that thought the twenty seven dollars or uh, twenty six dollars was a, a good bet. He's a complete alpha. If you've seen any of his press conferences this week, so uh, he's just a different player to the, uh, the the person that we saw in the what is it the full swing the documentaries where. He had, uh, I don't know, it's it like he was suffering a mental illness or he had the flats bad, but there's no one hotter than Brooks at the moment. But um, LA Country Club Dogger, it looks an absolute doozy to me. It's undulating, it's sort of like Augusta. There's some blind holes. Uh, the rough is very thick, which is completely opposite to Augusta. We sort of said it before on on the last couple of shows. If you There's not really no penalty if you land in the rough at Augusta, but uh, it's thick and nightmare stuff. How good are the you know when they drop the ball on uh, on Twitter and everyone sees how far it goes in? But these are diabolical. So tell us uh, your read on uh, LA Country Club. Yeah, LA Country Club, um, old style course, you know. So like one that I think that everyone will really appreciate looking at. I think a lot of people, especially the Aussies, will look at it and see you know a little bit of reminiscent of the, of the Aussie sand belt, something that sort of they can see the ball rolling on the ground, which is what they want. Um, redone or cleaned up was a George Thomas uh, course from 1927. Redone. Uh, 20, I think it's 2020 or something around there. So not long ago anyway, uh, not three years ago. Um, Jack, Jeff Shackelford, um, and Hans redid it, brought back in some pots that sort of, um, were a bit more the old and style, bit frayed edges. Um, but like you said, this week, it's really going to be about keeping out of the rough because if you're in the rough, it's going to be an automatic sideways chip by the looks of it. But also it's going to be a bit about thinking. So. You know, I heard a lot of people, Brooks in his press conference talked about it yesterday, standing on the green and looking back down the fairway and trying to figure out where he wants to be for best positions. Um, that's going to be where it's going to be won this week. It's going to be the guys that can think their way through the course, be in the right spots for the right angles. Um, really a thinking man's course, a, a lot like Augusta when it comes to thinking for your spots. But again, like you said, Augusta doesn't have rough like this. So if you bomb one down there and sort of get it in a spot, you, you can still play. We're here. You won't be able to do that. Weather looks all clear. So we'll skip through that. It looks like minimal wind and some overcast, but uh, mainly sunny conditions uh, throughout the week. Um, speaking of that, I guess course profile, which are the stats that matter? This might be one for, for you, Top Rope. Um, obviously, Scheffler's been really, really good at um, T to green. But there's even talk he's going to take a new wand, a new putter into. Uh, a major. I don't know if you've got a stat for me about uh, new putters, but as good as Scheffler is, Tita Green, that scares the life out of me. Someone that's got a brand new one putting, putting as badly as as he has. Yeah, I, I don't have a stat for you on, on, on brand new ones, but I want to hazard a guess and say that they lose one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> um, uh, but I, 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 putting is going to be probably as least important as it as it ever is. Yeah, regular PGA Tour. Uh, tend to kind of make up about twenty eight percent of strokes gained. It's down to about twenty one percent this this week. Um, to me, this is going to be one off the tee. So strokes gained off the tee, total driving, yeah, a bit of distance in there as well. But um, and, and kind of your strokes gained approach. You, you, in terms of the strokes gained metrics, the approach shots going to be absolutely critical here. Greens and regular proximity important. There's Big, strangely shaped, undulating greens uh, are going to be difficult. Uh, and this is the first course since 1947, 
uh, US Open to have five par threes. So I think you're going to have to be able to play well on par threes. But like like Dogger said, this is a thinking man's course. I think uh, uh, Gil Ernst, when, when he was asked about you know, what kind of player will win here, you know, he, the first one he said was cerebral. So um, I think you're just really going to need to be able to think your way through. And while there are absolutely natural similarities to Augusta, what the difference is that no one has course experience here. You know, you have, you've got Max Homer and Patrick Cantlay have played here as amateurs. You've got no doubt players who, who, who have had rounds here. This is not a course where you play big time tournaments. You, 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 you often see the Masters having five years' experience. Yeah, is a pretty important. Everyone's coming in here pretty blind. So, uh, in terms of course correlations as well, I, I'm looking at some of the gilt ants designs um, that we've seen over the US Open, yeah, you know, 2020, Northern Trust 2020, BMW 2019, but the two that really kind of stand out, Augusta National and Riviera. George Thomas designed Riviera as well. Former Riviera, I think, will be a pretty good guy here. Former Riviera and Augusta tend to hold up, so I kind of say a big, big link between those three. Hmm. Maybe ball in the right spot and I guess a heavy penalty if you miss the fairway uh, when you're thinking about Augusta from, I guess, uh, my mug take or trying to sum up what you're talking about there. Let's have a quick look at the winner oh, the winner market here. I think the winner is going to come from the top 12 chances. I know you guys are going to spec roughies, but I've just got this theory. Uh, we just see the same names at the top of the leaderboard. And for me, major championships are won between the years and you need a player that's up and going, that suits the course, uh, that's full of confidence and minimal head noise. So uh, based on what you said, T to Green, I can see why Scott Scheffler is 725. Um, I think he's been about 850 in, so he's very popular here. And if putting doesn't matter as much, Maybe you can get away with it. John Ramos, $10. Brooks Kepka, $12. Victor Hovland, 16 Rory McElroy, 17 Patrick Cantlay, 20 Xander at $21. Colin Morikawa, 23 Jordan Spieth, 23 Cam Smith, 29 Tyrrell Hatton, 29 And as you said, Max Homer is probably the, the local hope or the guy who knows the course best at $34. So uh, that's the, the chances that I'll sort of round out. Interesting gear change on uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. I see him on the screen there at $41. He's got the braces off. I tell you what, uh, losing all your metal mouth. Uh, I think it was a big thing when you're a sort of 17, 18 year old kid. I think you'd uh, you'd go from probably benchmark 70s to uh, chasing the group twos or group one fillies. So I think um, Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick could be an absolute bolter with uh, the clean uh, fangs. Let's go to the top. If he's uh, if he's out chasing the group two, the group one fillies, I think that's a massive distraction. So factory against in the models. <laughs> I tell you what, that's when I th- I just think it's a missed opportunity that we haven't gone to the U.S. Open. You got LA. We could be sitting at the Mondrian in West Hollywood. You know, we could be heading down to the bungalow at Santa Monica. This is just an absolute uh, no. It's a it's a foot foul, really. We should have. Just absolutely scooped the pool here and uh, jetted into LA, and it would have been one of the cheapest majors to go and uh, have a look at. So I'm not sure why we even came home. Scooped a couple of months there. <laughs> oh, let's go to the top of the market, Scott Scheffler. Uh, reasons for and against? Have you guys got uh, anything to add? Maybe you first here, Dogger. Yeah, look, um, I'm going to sort of apologise. He's going to be my pick. He's the favourite. I hate I hate picking the favourite. It was really, when you look at the numbers, him and Rahm are, the, are clearly the top two in the market for me. Um, Scheffler's biggest issue has been his putter. You know, you just mentioned it then, Scoot. He's, he's looking to change putters this week. Um, two rounds ago, two tournaments ago, he lost two shots around with his putter. And last tournament, he finished, um, sorry, he lost one shot around, or the other way around, per round. He finished third in both events. If the bloke can get his putter to even just be tour average for the week, he wins. 
Um, and I'm pretty confident he can. One of the stats that I looked at top rope um, was three-part avoidance. Um, not massive greens, but three-part avoidance is something that tells me the guy can lag the putts. Uh, and he ranks right up in the top four or five. So, yeah, he's going to be my man this week, Scotty. Interesting that he's gone for um, the Scotty Cameron Newport 2 Plus. So that's the putter that uh, Tiger had so much success with. And there's been a lot of videos floating around uh, on Twitter with um, Scheffler talking to Tiger about divots. And I don't know whether he's been coaching him or getting into his head, but um, definitely could take some uh, tricks out of the Tiger uh, playbook. But it's interesting that, that he's gone for uh, that putter design. You're backing or laying Scheffler top rope? Sounds like a lay. Oh, I. Yeah, like I, I can't disagree with with with, with Elgar or, or or anyone else tipping him. Like, he, yeah, he, he leads the two in strokes hand approach, leads in greens and reg, leads in strokes hand off the seat, second in total driving. Obviously, won a Masters top ten this year, uh, top twelve in the last two Genesis, and, and I kind of look at on the U.S. Open, kind of five profiles that you want to hit everyone. You know, uh, top thirty in the world, age twenty three to thirty three. Previous top 25 in the US Open, top 10 this year, top seven on the West Coast. It ticks every box. Like, I can't argue with the price. I'm not backing him, but I can't argue with the price. Like, it's a, you know, it, yikes. If the putter comes on, he's going to be right in the mix. John Rahm's the next one. Uh, he's been mooted as the guy that sort of tipped the, the I guess, the, the final uh, card to fall. He was touted to go join Liv or the next one off the uh, the rank. And uh, now all of a sudden the, the tours have merged. So, been not happy with uh, all the Rory press and some of the other uh, Cantlay uh, stories, but uh, John Rahm, is he in the right headspace to win, Top Rope? Yeah, he's got fireball written all over him, doesn't he, uh, John Rahm? Uh, now, look at the price. I, I kind of have him and Scheffler marked the, the same price. I think the price, I've got to have something on John Rahm here. Also, the two correlations for me are Augusta and Riviera. He won both this year, so, um, you know, third in stroke scan approach. 13 greens in reg, lead, leads the tour in pass rate performance, which I think will be, be super important. Top 12 in, in total driving, driving distance. Yeah, I, I, I like Ryan this week at the, at the price. I think his putting is generally underrated and he, he does putt well in majors. He made 15 straight cuts, you know, which shouldn't be an issue this week. But uh, yeah, I like the tournament. We haven't seen much of him since he played the week after the uh, uh, Masters either. I think he needed a little bit of a freshen up. And I'm, I'm kind of happy to coming to Ram and look, he has played particularly well on the West Coast and that's certainly a guy that I'm looking for there. And of course he won't Tory Pines and uh I think lives in San Diego. So uh you know not quite a home game but pretty close. I've already uh, taken the fourteen dollars Brooks Kepka. Tell me why uh, you're against him, Dogger. Uh really hard to say why I'm against him outside of the fact that not many go back to back in majors. That's it. That's literally the only 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 pot I have on him. Um, but honestly, he could have already won two of them this year. So, uh, yeah, look, everything stacks up for him. He's, you know, he's a bloke that is not going to be taking super duper risks and going crazy. He's going to be one that's going to think his way through it. He's got all the stats. We know he lifts massively for majors. He, he'll be right up there. Uh, you'd be shocked if he's not in the top 10 by the end of the week. Victor Hovland's uh, a guy I think that the market is probably missing as well. Uh, I think I've taken $21 about Hovland. Uh, I think he's uh, one of your fancies, uh, Nick Tedeschi. Yeah, uh, played so well in in, in for the last three majors. He's uh, finished top seven uh, in each of those. He was uh, yeah, brilliant at the Masters, led to, to a couple of rounds out there. Um, he finished uh, fourth at the Genesis last year. I think he does have form 
uh, on the West Coast. Daddy probably knocking his not so much formula this year, but uh, tremendous with his lines. Underrated off the tee, seventh on touring strokes and off the tee, sixth in total driving. Tenth in strokes and approach has a great little profile for, for this week. I think at a price he is a great bet. And oh, kind of recently, the US Open has favoured first time major wins, and it has favoured those who have been knocking on the door in majors and, and, and hold on tick about those boxes. So, yeah, very keen on Victor Hold on this week at the Russell. Always a pot with him is whether the wedges are going to be on. I know he's been massively improved on it, and he obviously won his last start. So he he's definitely heading in the right direction. I I won't be backing him this week. I'm just still a bit nervous uh, with the thought of him having to be chipping from the tight lies around the greens and uh, anything that's sort of coming out of the rough. The monkey's firmly off the back uh, with Rory, and hopefully he can put some of this uh, live PGA stuff uh, to the back burner. He was in contention in Canada, as we sort of said at the start of the show. How could anyone in their right mind take $17 about this guy? Can anyone make a case for him? No, I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't absolutely shock me to, to see him up there. I just, the part that I haven't seen in Rory in a while is the killer. And that's what you want. Like that, that's, that's the key to winning these big things. So you look at Brooks, he's a killer. Mm. Look at Rory, he doesn't have a killer. Like you said last week, I mean, finished even par at the Canadian Open. He should have just slaughtered him, but didn't do it. So, this week, am I expecting to see the killer come out? No, I reckon he's knackered. I reckon he's he's just tired. And uh, yeah, I just think this week will be another one of those ones where he, he plays a solid week, top 10, top 15, move on. Yeah. Also, I don't think he has a particularly strong record in courses that we win with a with a you know, single digit under par score. I think he, he kind of runs away with him when he, when he wins tournaments. Uh, I'm not sure these firm and fast conditions are going to particularly suit. Rory, uh, and like you say, I, 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 you know, I think he's a complete milk drinker these days, so uh, hard pass. His wedge game just looks sick like from sort of 100, 120 out. He looks a mile off the ball there, and from everything I read and uh, see about this course, that needs to be completely on. Patrick Cantlay, a little bit quiet uh, through the press in the last couple of weeks. The slow play might suit him here. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the tip. It's going to be with the way that the course sets up and just the size of the paddock that they're playing on. It is going to be reasonably slower rounds, which will suit him. Um, yeah, but again, he's, he's the same as Xander and the same as 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 Rory. I really want to see him throttle one of these things, but yeah, I, I just I've been burnt so many times with the bloke being right in contention, being right in the right spot, doing all the right things through three rounds, and then just not putting them away. Um, and again, I, I just. As much as as much as I like him on that side of the world um, and that side of the U- of the US, I'm just I can't have him this week. What a beautiful segue into Xander Shuffle. Burnt so many times, looms up. Meow. Com- complete cat, Xander. Um, agree with everything Dogger said about uh, uh, Cantlay and and reiterate Xander. Obviously performs well in majors, but never wins. Um, has some reasonable form around uh, Riviera, but. I, I just, I, I don't think he's going as well as he has in previous years, and he couldn't win him then. So, uh, in a hard pass on Xander, I think he's major runners. He'd be one of those guys that, at the kind of top, in the top twelve and fifteen players that I'd be you'd look at the way lay to your eyes. But mm, Colin Morikawa was uh, one of my sort of second and third picks uh, in the PGA Championship. I thought he was uh, heavily disappointing. He did okay at Augusta. I thought he'd be suited last time. Uh, top row, he, he seemed to fancy his chances to bounce back here. Tell us why. Yeah, liking my uh, top 10 at the last two Masters, top six at the last two uh, Genesis. 
but he's got two majors under his belt. He's uh, one of those was on the West Coast Olympic Club in San Francisco. He's played uh, three West Coast majors, T35 in his first ever, and then uh, T4 at Torrey Pines and a win at Olympic, at the Olympic Club. So, um, yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. I, yeah, I, I don't know that he's going as well as he has in previous times, so that's my concern about him. Second straight to approach, uh, eighth in Greens and Regda, so it's starting to come good there. Formless of T is the big, big worry for me. So, um, and I think at the price, I'll, I'll definitely have it. Just watch his back, mate. The, yeah, supposedly back's not good at all. Um, pegging it up on the ground in quite an awkward fashion. Um, and he obviously withdrew last start at Memorial. So just be wary. I mean, normally it's be wary of the, of the injured golfer because they come good and fight through. So maybe that's what he's going to do. But yeah, that, that's for me the only thing against him I'm, I'm a bit concerned on. He's, yeah, he's, he's usually one of mine, but um, yeah, he's been quite lacklustre, I'd say, since uh, Augusta and the underlying back issue could uh, explain it. Jordan Spieth <laughs> said he was absolutely buggered, but um, I think he's, uh, since he's come out and said that at the Masters, I think he's been um, playing okay golf and sneaking under the radar. Do you guys give him any chance? And this is probably a thinking man's course, and he sets up well at Augusta. Uh, so instinctively, I think this would be a course that suits him. Yeah, I'm probably seeing him as someone that, again, probably just not in the right form. Um, just a little bit. There's a few of them that are right around that mark, but if that on their best can certainly pinch it. They're not showing that form at the moment, so to think that they're going to tie four of them together against these guys that are in form, I, I just probably don't see him getting there. They're definitely, like you said, Scoot, though, all the stats that he has, that they're definitely suited here. Mm. Cam Smith, uh, really deadly with his wedges. His short game's uh, pretty phenomenal. Is that going to be a big advantage here with uh, the way that the rough is sort of set up? He's great with his irons, but he's got a propensity to hit it in the wrong spot off the tee, which is probably the chink in his armour. But after seeing him at the PGA Championship, I thought he's not far from his best. The difference between him at the Masters and then him in the PGA Championship at uh, at the Oak Hill course, I thought he was much improved. What did you think, Top Rope? Yeah, I think he's definitely on the improve, but I just don't think this course suits. I know kind of, there's, there's some, some, some sand belt relations, but it's it's deadly if you miss off the tee here. It is absolutely deadly. The, the wide fairways will, will no doubt suit. He's, I think he's an intelligent golfer, but I can't have him at, uh, at the price. Uh, I've got former Augusta, obviously, with which helps, but, yeah, I'm going to pass on Cam Smith this one. Tyrrell Hatton, you've got an open relationship. Um, your wife's very understanding. He's the uh, the next in the market. He usually sort of hovers around 40, 50s, but he's well found here around the $30 quote here. He was okay at Canada, bit of a yo-yo sort of round from him, shot some really good scores, but couldn't put uh, four rounds together to, to take it out. Tell us why you, you haven't kicked him out of bed yet. Yeah, I'm very close to getting an apprehended violence order against him because it's getting uh, it's getting quite abusive at the moment. But uh, um Look, I'm on Tyrrell this week. Uh, oh, shocked shock. <laughs> Obviously, hasn't shocked you before, but uh, he's sneakily playing very, very well. 11th stroke stand off the tee, 12th total driving, uh, very good scramble, 13th scrambling. Uh, not putting it all together, that's the worry, but kind of picks you know, four of those five boxes I mentioned earlier. Um, only thing he kind of hasn't really got in this year is a major top 10, but um, sneaking under the radar for mine, probably about the right price, but uh, yeah. I can't let Tyrrell go around with having something on, so I'll be on. Sort of one of those mental health bets by the sound of it, Top Rope. But, yeah, you look through his his past sort of six tournaments, he's there. But as Dogger said, he just doesn't doesn't quite have the killer. Max Home is an interesting one. He grew up playing on the uh, sort of the par three-style courses. Uh, I was impressed to see, you know, he's a bit patchy at Augusta, but he's definitely won uh, the local chances here. And 
loves sort of the thinking challenge and seems to be a pretty relaxed sort of customer when it comes to golf. And uh, he's definitely someone that I could sort of spec $40 into $34. There's other people with the same line of thought, and obviously everyone's burnt. It's got that 61 that he shot here once upon a time burnt into their memory bank. Uh, Dogger, uh, any any lean or push for him? I know he's generally one of top ropes, so I'm a little bit surprised that he hasn't found him. But uh, what's your take on, on a bit of an unbiased view? Yeah, look, I'm. I love Max. I think uh, he's one of the best characters on tour, uh, and he just, he just. That's why people sort of really find resonation with him. Um, for me, I think a lot of people have been reading a lot of data, and I think they've all seen that 61 or what he has course record here. He's just not playing good golf. Like he's just not. Um, so for a bloke who's never played well in a major, um, who's not playing good golf, uh, I can't have him at all. He's the one bloke I said we'll say this week cannot win. But oh. I know people will look at it and say. He loves it here. There's, everything's going for him in, in the vibes category, but I don't know that the vibes are going to get him across the line for four rounds. I think I think if he's get, already getting pressure for not performing in majors, mm-hmm. going to a place where he owns a course record and loves, gee, the pressure's going to be through the roof. So, mm-hmm. yeah, don't know if that's going to make a diamond. If Dog is right, he's going to win. I, you know I love Max Home. I'm, I'm fully on board. But as as, as our great friend John Waller said, he's a he listed Group 3 horse in Group 1 company here. So I just don't think... Until he shows something in a major, I've, I've been burnt back in majors before. Think he could step up. He hasn't. And and to be honest, though, I think the home, yeah, I think is probably more of a distraction than not. So I'm kind of just not a fan of like the oh, well, it's in LA, so this is going to suit him well. Yeah, no one's talking about Patrick Hanley. Well, Homer, Patrick Hanley did other course records, sixty-two there before. So like, yeah, there's not much difference between between there and and, and Hanley's playing significantly better golf. So leave me at home. But we don't like Canley. That's why <laughs> we all like him. We don't like Canley. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quick look at uh, the first round leader market, and uh, we'll get Dogger's tips here. This is his uh, wheelhouse: Scheffler, Kepka, um, Rory McIlroy, starting at sort of the seventeen dollar quote through to about twenty six dollars. Cantley's there. Hovland's a fast starter. Uh, traditionally, you got Spieth, Homer, Zander, Cam Smith, Morikawa. Uh, all of the same names, but um, you get that inflated price because it's uh, a bigger lottery. What are your lotto numbers here this week, uh, Dogger, for your first-round leaders? That's it. It's a lottery, and, and you're a massive chance to get a split pot. So um, for me, it's about playing the averages. We don't have to worry about a difference in the wave morning or afternoon. It looks like it's going to be perfect all week uh, and definitely all day Thursday. Looking at five picks as usual, a um, couple of them right at the top pointy ends. Um Cam Smith, I can see leading. I mean, it's hard with a lot of the live data not being around, but I mean, he was top two in in first round scoring averages 2022 and 2021. Scheffler's number one right now, so I'll have him as well. Uh, Ram second this year, he was second in 2021. So those three. And then the two that are probably a little bit outside of that, uh, Adam Scott and Sung Jae Im. So um, those guys are right up there in their you know 60s and 50s. So yeah, Smith, Scheffler, Ram, Scott and Im. I mean, you really only want to, you can have a little bit on each of them, and even if you get a split pot, you're going to be in front if one of them gets up. Yeah, you're getting uh, massive odds to play there. All right, um, let's go. Uh, let's go to, into the uh, the serious stuff. So we'll go for you top right first. Uh, your winner, your next best, and then uh, the roughies to look out for. Yeah, we know uh, Victor Hovland. I made the case uh, for him early. Um, next best, close between Morikawa and Hatton. Probably go that uh, nose to, to Morikawa there. Uh, Ruffy's few on on coming up here. Uh, Gary Woodland, I think, is a chance. Ages of worry, but I think he's uh, uh, very well suited here. Uh, and then Keith Mitchell, 
uh, at a huge price. Uh, I think his, his run actually drives very well. Fifth stretch on the feet, third total driving. Uh, best of the Europeans, Victor Perez uh, from the DP World Tour. I think he's uh, a very underrated player. Uh, and ranked second on the DP World Tour in par three scoring. Uh, Mito, uh, yep, we're back again, but uh, sticking with uh, Mito, he's uh, his little stats, limited little stats you can get. First in greens and reg, eighth in par three scoring, fourth to, uh, driving distance, and eighth in scrambling. So, but there, but the man I'll, I'll tip kind of a fish on the board is Sahit Bagar. Had a great uh, West Coast uh, run earlier in the year. Uh, he's ninth. He's ninth, ninth in the Masters, uh, sixth in the Genesis. Also, that very well. Eleventh in par three scoring. Ticks, ticks a lot of boxes for me in terms of the profile. So, I'm going to go with the Gala. Uh, yeah. A little blind chance to win, but we'll be playing around the kind of top 10, top 20 marks with him. Seems a massive price, 151. Oh, yeah, sort of about, I think you get somewhere near 150s early in the week, the gala. So he's been a bit in the abyss, but as you say, if he can return to that West Coast form, he's definitely uh, a runner that uh, you could easily have a small bet on for a, a massive result. Dogger, Scotty Scheffler's your best uh, next, and uh, and Ruffy's outside the market. Yeah, look, for after after Scotty, because I'm taking the fave, I'll be really shopping that 50 to 100s. Um, so my next two that I'll be really quite invested in will be uh, Justin Rose is around 50 to 1. Uh, Hideki at 65s, both both guys. Um, well, uh, Justin Rose has been playing an exceptional golf and Hideki seems to be just finding finding a little bit after an injury. Um, I'm, I'm never, ever, ever confident on Aussies this week, but I actually don't mind Adam Scott. I think top rate really so, sewed it up quite well before, you know, Master, um, Augusta. Riviera, a bloke that's won both. Um, yeah, he's playing good golf, uh, 80s. That, that's a good price for me. Um, and maybe someone like Siwoo Kim, he's, he's been playing quite good. Um, all those guys, you know, they're sitting at fours and up to about 650 for top 10 as well. Uh, for an absolute bolter who I don't expect to win, but if he does, I'll definitely take the credit. Uh, Andrew Putnam, he's six bucks to finish top 20. Um, for, when I ran my data, he, he ranked like fifth in the field and I nearly fell over. I don't know why, but when I looked at the numbers, it's, it's all there. He hasn't exactly had any exceptional performances of late, but the data says he might go well. So for a top 20 at six bucks, I'd take Putnam. So there you have it from uh, the experts. I'll put my mug analysis on the line. I think it's a very simple tournament this year and I think I've just pushed some chips in after a good result at the last one. I think Brooks should run favourite here. Just love uh, his attitude at the moment. And then you've got uh, Victor Hovland. I think the market's just not respecting his form. And as uh, Top Rope sort of mentioned, this is the, this is a, someone who's been knocking the door down and he can break through for his uh, first one here. And then I think uh, Cam Smith and uh, Max Homer have got the, the right sort of games and starting to uh, can peak here at uh, this tournament. And I think all these all four blokes that I've had a, a bit of a crack at here, I think they're just they're in the right sort of headspace. So I uh, I do take on board what the boys have said, but um, yeah, I got big big reservations about someone like Scheffler, even though he's got Tiger's putter. I, I might even have to go and buy one of those putters. I've if, got one. I'll if, sell it uh, to you, mate. It's sitting in the cupboard. I never use it, so I'll sell it to you for a good price. <laughs> oh, I'll have to. I think we might have to. Uh, we'll have to have a side bet somehow. Uh, but um, yeah, Scotty Scheffler. Be interesting to see uh, how that set is and uh, the. The big gear change could be braces off for uh, for Matty Fitzpatrick at uh, fifty to one. There that uh, is the other one. So I think we've uh, tipped enough uh, in the winner market and first round leaders. Let's look at uh, the top Aussie. Cam Smith's the favourite here, three dollars forty. He'd be the way I'm playing. Jason Day, three eighty. He's got the new Tiger Woods designed tailor maids, which is interesting uh, gear change there. Adam Scott, five fifty. Minwood Lee, seven dollars. Cam Davis, nine dollars. Ryan Fox. 
um, sneaks in there as top Australasian, actually. Uh, $9.50. He's pretty good at the Masters. And Lucas Herbert, $12. And then uh, Carl Phillips is uh, $56. Any value around the uh, the top Australasian market, uh, Dogger? Anyone you want to play? Uh, I'd definitely be taking Adam Scott in that field. Um, won't be Koala Carl. I'd love to see Koala Carl make the, uh, make the cut. That'd be good to see. Um, but yeah, for me, I'd probably, I know, Scoot, you've picked Cam Smith, but I'd be, yeah, taking Dale Scott and definitely Labrie Scott. Top right. Yeah, uh, I'm with Scott in this one, the, the Riviera Augusta link for me, and probably Cam Davis to be my other one at, at a price. I think he can uh, obviously build the ball, but I think he's a, a, an intelligent golf with some good long irons and travel to the So uh, Scott is the standout for me with uh, uh, Davis, and I'll be laying Lane Jason Day. Okay. Any uh, left field uh, prop markets there, top rope, or is there a player that you want to go after in sort of head-to-heads? Well, is 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 there some the prop markets? What? How how long how long have we been doing after this podcast? Small. In ter- in terms of the the head-to-heads, I don't I don't think you're going to find a better tournament head-to-head than Brooks two dollars twenty-two to beat Rory, uh, a top sport. I think that's a, a great one there. Getting a bit more left field, top senior. I like uh, Padre Carrington. I think he can uh, can knock off Phil. Uh, top Irishman, we're taking on Rory again. Oh, I don't mind Shane Lowry this week. I think he's he's a good chance there. Um, top live player, uh, Brooks is obviously a deserved favourite, but I think there's some value on on, on Neiman. He's won the Genesis before. Uh, and, and Pereira, so up there 12 and, and 13 apiece. And last one to dish out, top Canadian there's an policy to Canadians here. Corey Connors is this there, but Mackenzie Hughes uh, profiles pretty well here. He He's done some well on some Gil Hans designs, finished 24th at the 2022 US Open as well. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll have a little something like him for top Canadian around the $7.50 mark. Outstanding. And uh, make sure you're betting in shillings there and gamble responsibly uh, for your 800 bets top rope. That's a, just a direct message to you as uh, as much as all our listeners at home. Let's uh, have a look at uh, the top sport uh, early bets and see which way uh, the smart money's going there. Colin Morikawa's the first one, 200 at $38. So top right likes that bet. John Rahm, here's another one uh, that's in the mix, 500 at $10. Justin Rose, this could be Dogger's bet, 200 at $61. And this looks like lay of the year, Rory McIlroy, 700 at $17. I might uh, snip Tristan there and ask if I can uh, hold a couple hundred bucks of, of that and uh, take on the risk myself. But um, I'd be absolutely shocked if Rory can uh, get home. But uh, it'd be good to see him turn it around mentally because I think uh, if Rory's playing killer golf, <laughs> I think it's good for the game. Good for the story. It'll just uh, get golf Twitter absolutely roaring. But... Um, it's been another good show, and fingers crossed that uh, we've uh, shined a light on the winner for you guys uh, listening at home, and hopefully we haven't uh, confused or grayed you up uh, too much. But um, I think uh, I think for the for the season we're uh, going okay, and the next thing we'll uh, we'll be over at uh, the Open Championship, the British Open next. So can't wait for that one, and uh, who knows what'll happen in the world of golf between now and then. No one, no, absolutely no one, mate. It's been a big week. <laughs> Outstanding. Good luck on the weekend, guys, and uh, thanks for all your insights. Wonderful chatting, guys. These boys. Big thanks to our uh, sponsors, Punning Form, Top Sport, and the Comics Lounge, and uh, we'll see you next time.